Welcome to Headliner the Podcast with your hosts, Stephen Heckberg and Philip Goudreau. Headliner of the podcast, Phil Godreau, Stephen Heckbert. This week, we are talking about the upcoming provincial election in Ontario. How many recipes do you think we're going to see? I know I've made this joke before, but come on. How many recipes are we going to see from the leaders? Uh, I want to see what the over-under is uh, in, in Vegas here. Uh, okay, I'm going to say none. Uh, at least I hope <sighs> none. And I hope none because, first of all, if I were Doug Ford, I would have done another one besides the cherry cheesecake yep. recipe. Yeah, uh, got to have a whole I, meal. The the Stephen Del Duca one, and as you know, I, I, I know Stephen. Um, mm-hmm. I thought his recipe did not work. I didn't think that communication tool of sort of saying, you know, I, I want him to focus instead on whatever. I don't think that worked. I thought it displayed a lack of fun. And I don't know that we should be here's okay. First of all, well, we, and, and I mean, Stephen, you know, he, he he just enjoyed a nice pizza hut pizza not too long ago too, okay. right? So the number one thing <laughs> okay. I would like to see in this election is I would like to see a little levity. I'd mm-hmm. like to see a little bit of less of I hate everyone who is in an opposition. I'd like us to have oh my god, I'm going to sound like a uh, sort of a Cassandra here and dreaming of things that are impossible. I would like us to have a civil conversation about what direction Ontario should go in. I would like us to have a conversation that recognizes that this is an enormous province with an enormous economy, and we should be led by adults. That's what I would like to see. Sorry, Stephen. Best I can do is uh, childish insults and uh, half-hearted ideas. You're 100% right, Phil. So let's talk about what we're going to see. Childish insults and half-hearted ideas. <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, and again, and here's... Okay, so let me let me just sort of speak uh, of this for a brief second. So... And I'm going to pick an, an issue that uh, that liberals will talk about and uh, and other people will talk about. And I'm going to pick an issue that we really do have to do something about. It's one of the two primary jobs of the provincial government, and that's education. All right. I have four things that I think we need to do. Actually, I've got five things I think we need to do to fix education. And I'm going to run through them right how, now. How many new French universities that have no enrollment do Zero. we need? Zero. Okay. We, we have to actually stop talking about buildings we have to stop talking about anything like that let me let me give you run i'm going to run through my four ideas and then we're never going to hear about these ideas in a provincial election campaign perfect idea number one year-round schooling if you move to year-round schooling and you eliminate a nine-week summer break if you take that down to four weeks and then you add more frequent longer breaks during the school year our math and science scores will increase 30 percent automatically now, the reason why we don't do this is because people will say to me, oh, we should run a pilot of that. Well, that just allows teachers unions to run against it and to say that the pilot didn't improve marks as much as you think and talk about sort of the, the disruption in the system, et cetera, et cetera. So you either do it or don't do it. There are no pilots. So year-round schooling is number one. Number two is de-semester math and English in high school so that people get math year-round so that in Ontario, you can conceivably have a student who has math in grade 11 from September to January, and then they don't have another math course again until January of the following year. So imagine you're 16 years old, and for a full year, you had no math course. Shockingly, going to be tough to be good at math when you come back. So you have to find a way of giving them not only year-round, but you have to give them math in every semester they're in. Well, it's not like they're going to be carrying a calculator around with them for the rest of their life, Stephen. Okay. They're obviously going to be carrying a calculator around with them for the rest of their life. Phil, we all carry the power of the world in our palms net right now, but you still should understand math, Phil. 
Yes. Not to lecture Phil at this moment, but that I'm going to sound luxury for a bit. Yeah. Third step in terms of doing that is staggered start times. So we stagger the start times. Kids go into elementary school at 8.30 in the morning. They go into middle school at 9.30 in the morning. And kids go to high school at 11 a.m. Now, the reason for that is teenagers do better the longer they can sleep in and the later they can stay up. Middle school kids are heading towards Let's go with pre-adolescence. Uh, and, of course, little kids, as you know, Phil, they're up and bouncing around at 8.30 in the morning anyway. Until the very last minute of the day. Right. So that's three big ideas. The fourth big idea is eliminate school boards. We don't need them anymore. They're an anachronism now. We just simply don't need them. Now, will anyone say any of those ideas? Oh, the fifth idea, by the way, is a listening class. We need to teach students how to listen. Number one skill that employers tell me is missing is listening, and we'd offer that in grade five. Different topic for a different day. Anyway. So here's what I would say. No one's going to talk about any of those four ideas during the election campaign. Nope. Jobs, the economy, COVID. And, and yet education is, Housing, one the, maybe. is one of the two things that provincial governments have to do. Mm -hmm. And there are gaps in education right now, enormous gaps. We're seeing great inequality within the education system. We're seeing huge challenges in terms of, um, you know, the quality of education. And yet, there's, a, there's several simple ideas that we could do that would improve education. They're not complicated. Everyone, by the way, if you're listening and you're a teacher, you're going to write in and you're going to be mad at me for taking away Send summer vacation. Send it directly Stephen, by the way, just uh, you, know, right, so you exactly. can bypass me. That's right. This is me. This is on me. Uh, and, and people are going to say, if you work for a school board, you're going to say, my job is crucially important. It really isn't anymore. So from that perspective, the challenge is, is that we, we have some very simple ideas that will solve it. And no one, no one will have a bold, big idea at all. We just simply will we'll have a content-free campaign again. Whatever in the world could give you such a pessimistic view of the campaign to come, Stephen? Uh, well, I've, I've been part of campaigns, Phil, so there's that. Uh, the other challenge, I think, is, if we're going to be really blunt about it, is, and I hate to go back in time and quote Kim Campbell, but Kim Campbell said in 1993 that elections were no time to talk about big policy ideas. And unfortunately, she was 100% right then, and she's 100% right now. We don't like change. We really don't like change. In fact, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, it's why Donald Trump was elected president of the United States of America. People would love to believe that you can stop change. Unfortunately, change is coming. We're going to double human knowledge in 2022. There will be so much new information created in 2022 that the amount of knowledge we had at the end of 2021 will be doubled by the end of 2022. Putting aside disinformation. Putting aside disinformation. Newsflash, pace of change is not getting any slower. So from our perspective, asking a provincial election campaign to deal with that pace of change is a lot to ask of people. We just simply are not as informed as we once were, and we simply are asking our provincial politicians to basically entertain us. So this actually will be my hope, and my, my hope for the campaign is that there might be at least some fun, which goes back to your cherry pie recipe, your cherry cheesecake recipe, cherry which cheesecake, is what yes. you would like to see more cherry cheesecake recipes. Absolutely. I think to your point, after uh, the, the few years that we've had, after uh, how nasty and, and full of vitriol both our, our federal and provincial politics have, have become, and uh, and municipally and in, in some municipalities, I, I did have to laugh to myself recently as uh, Ottawa dealt with the dismissal of the Ottawa Police Board and the police chief and infighting within council and all the rest. Over at Kingston City Council, they were deciding whether they should go for, I think it was like a third round of a feasibility study on a conference center and, you know, some other very minor, silly 
boring kind of issues, which, by the way, dragged into multiple nights of um, of council meetings. They could not get all that excitement jam packed into one night's meeting. Uh, you can't see it at home, folks, but Stephen is uh, rubbing his brow and uh, not too impressed with this. So, um, uh, you know, I, I think uh, development's going to be a, a big one. Uh, Doug Ford's already signaled with the, the housing affordability report that um, uh, they want to speed up development times and uh, remove nimbyism from the process, which is a great segue into a topic we're going to be covering later, which is uh, advocacy and getting uh, attention for your local grassroots campaign. Uh, so stick around for that in a later episode. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Headliner, the podcast. If you want to know more about how you can improve your organization's communication strategies, visit headlinerthebook.com. We'll see you next week.